1975, I met in Florence uh, Professor Carlo Pedretti, my former professor of art history, and today a world-renowned uh, scholar of Leonardo da Vinci. Well, uh, he asked me if I could find some technological way to unfold the five-century-old mystery uh, related to uh, a lost masterpiece by Leonardo da Vinci, The Battle of Anghiari, which is supposed to be located in the Holy 500 in Palazzo Vecchio in Florence. Well, in the mid-70s, there were no great opportunities for a bioengineer like me, especially in Italy. And so I decided with uh, some researchers from the United States and the University of Florence to start probing the murals uh, decorated by Vasari on the long walls of the Holy 500, searching for the lost Leonardo. Unfortunately, at that time, uh, we did not know that uh, uh, that was not exactly where we should be looking. Uh, because we had to go much deeper in, and so the research came to a halt, and uh, it was only taken up in 2000, thanks to the interest and enthusiasm of the Guinness family. Well, this time we focus on uh, trying to reconstruct the way the Hall of the 500 was before the remodeling, and the so-called Sala Grande, which was built in 1494, and to find out the original doors, windows, and uh, in order to do that, we first uh, created a 3D model. And then with thermography, we went on to discover hidden windows. These are the original windows of the hall of the Sala Grande. We also found out about the height of the ceiling. And we managed to reconstruct, therefore, all the layout of this original hall the way it was before the came Vasari and restructured the whole thing, including a staircase that uh, was very important in order to precisely place uh, the, the Bello Banghiari on a specific area of one of the two walls. Well, we also learned that Vasari, who was commissioned to remodel the whole the 500 um, between 1560 and 1574 by the Grand Duke Cosimo I of the Medici family, um, we have at least two instances when he saved masterpieces uh, specifically by placing a brick wall in front of it and leaving a small air gap. One, the Trinity of Masaccio, the Church of Santa Maria Novella in Florence. So we just said, well, maybe Vasari has done something like that in the case of the, this uh, great work of art by Leonardo, since he was a great admirer of Leonardo da Vinci. And so we built um, some uh, very sophisticated uh, radar antennas just for probing both walls and searching for an air gap. And we did find, uh, mainly on the right panel of the east wall, an air gap. And um, that's where we believe the Battle of Anghiari, or at least the part that we know has been painted, which is called the Fight for the Standard, should be located. Well, uh, from there, unfortunately, in 2004, the project uh, came to a halt, many political reasons. So I decided to go back to my alma mater, and uh, at the University of California, San Diego, and I proposed to open up a, a research center for engineering sciences for uh, cultural heritage. And in 2007, we created CHESA 3 uh, as a research center for cultural heritage, specifically art architecture and archaeology. So students started to flow in, and we started to build technologies, because that's basically what we also needed in order to move forward and go and, go and do field work. 
We came back in the Hall of the 500 in uh, 2011, and this time with a great group of uh, students and uh, my colleague, uh, Professor Falko Kustner, who is now the director of Chisa 3. And uh, we came back just uh, since we knew already where to look for to find out if there was still something left. Well, we were confined, though, limited, I should rather say, for several reasons that is not worth explaining, to endoscopy only of the many other options we had. And with a four millimeter camera attached to it, uh, we were successful in um, documenting and uh, taking some fragments of uh, what it turns out to be a reddish color, a black color, and uh, there's some uh, beige fragments that uh, later on uh, we run uh, much more sophisticated exams, uh, XRF, uh, X-ray diffraction, and uh, the results are very positive so far. seems to indicate that indeed we have found some pigments. And since we know for sure that no other artist has painted on that wall uh, before Vasari came in about 60 years later, well, those pigments are definitely related to mural painting and most likely to Leonardo. Well, we are searching for the highest uh, and highly praised work of art ever achieved by mankind. As a matter of fact, uh, this is by far the most important commission that Leonardo has ever had. And for doing uh, this great masterpiece, uh, he was named the number one artist in Florence at that time. I had also had the privilege since uh, the last 37 years uh, to work on several masterpieces, as you can see behind me. But basically, to do what? Well, to assess, for example, state of conservation. See here a face of the, uh, the Madonna of the chair that when just shining UV light on it, you suddenly see another different lady, aged lady, I should rather say. There is a lot of varnish still uh, sitting there, several retouches, and some over cleaning. It becomes very visible. But also, technology has helped to uh, write new pages of our history, or at least to update pages of our histories. For example, the lady with the unicorn, another painted by Raphael. Well, you see the unicorn, a lot has been said and written about the unicorn, but if you take an X-ray of the unicorn, it becomes a puppy dog. And uh, no problem, uh, but unfortunately, continuing with the scientific examination of this painting, came out that Raphael did not paint the unicorn, did not paint the puppy dog, actually left the painting unfinished. So all this uh, writing about the the exotic uh, symbol of the unicorn, unfortunately, is not very reliable. <laughs> well, also authenticity. Just think for a moment if science really could move in the field of authenticity of works of art. There would be a cultural revolution, to say the least, but also, I would say, a market revolution, let me add. Take this example, Otto Marcel's nice painting, um, which is uh, still life at the PD Gallery and just have an infrared camera peering through, and luckily for art historians, it just was confirmed that there is a signature of Maceros even says uh, when it was made and also the location. So that was a good result. Sometime it's not that good. And so again, authenticity and science uh, could go together and uh, change the way uh, not attribution is being made, but at least lay the ground for the a more objective, or I should rather say, less subjective attribution uh, as it is done today. But I would say the discovery that really caught my imagination, my admiration, is um, an incredibly vivid drawing under this uh, layer, brown layer, of the adoration of the Magi 
Uh, here you see a handmade setting XYZ scanner with an infrared camera put on it. And uh, just peering through this brown layer of uh, this masterpiece to reveal what could have been underneath. Well, this happens to be the most important painting we have in Italy by Leonardo da Vinci. And um, look at the wonderful images uh, of faces that nobody has seen for five centuries. Uh, look at these portraits. They are magnificent. You see Leonardo at work. You see the geniality of his creation right directly on the ground layer of the panel. And see this cool thing, um, finding, I should rather say, a, an elephant. Because of this elephant, over uh, 70 new images came out, never seen for centuries. This was a, an epiphany. We came to understand and to prove that the brown coating that we see today was not done by Leonardo da Vinci, which left us only the underdrawing drawing that for five centuries we were not able to see. So thanks only to uh, technology. Well, the tablet. Well, we thought, well, if we have this pleasure, this uh, privilege to see all this, to find all these discoveries, why, what about for everybody else? So we thought of a, an augmented reality application using a tablet. Let me show you just simulating what we could be doing, any, any of us could be doing in a museum environment. So let's say that we go to a museum with a tablet, okay, and we just aim the camera of the tablet to uh, the painting that we're interested to see, like this, okay? And then we just click on it, we pause, and now let me turn to you. So the moment the, the image, or I should say the camera, has locked in the, the painting, then the images we just saw of the underdrawing are being loaded. And so, see, we can, as we said, we have zoom in, then we can scroll, okay? Let's go and find the, um, the elephant. So all we need is one finger. We just wipe off, and we see the elephant. Okay. And then if we want, we can continue the scroll. And to find out, for example, on the staircase, um, the whole iconography is going to be changed. There are a lot of laymen reconstructing from the ruins of an old temple, a new temple. And there are a lot of figures showing up, you see? This is not just a curiosity, because it changes not just the iconography as you see it, but the iconology, the meaning of the painting. And we believe this is a cool way, easy way, that everybody could have access to, to become more the protagonist of your own discovery and not just be so passive about it as we are when we walk through uh, uh, endless rooms of museums. Another concept is the digital clinical chart, which is, sounds very obvious if we were to talk about real patients, but when we talk about works of art, unfortunately, it's never been tapped as an idea. Well, we believe, again, that this should be the beginning, the very first step to do real conservation, and uh, allowing us uh, to really explore and to understand everything related to the state of our, our conservation, the technique, materials, and also if, when, and why we should restore and or rather to intervene on the, on the environment uh, surrounding the painting. Well, our vision is to rediscover the spirit of the Renaissance, create a new discipline where engineering 
For cultural heritage is actually a symbol of blending art and science together. We definitely need a new breed of engineers that will go out and do this kind of work and, uh, and uh, rediscover for us these values, these uh, cultural values that we badly needed, especially today. And uh, if you want to summarize in one just single word, well, this is what we're trying to do. We try to give a future to our past in order to have a future. As long as we live a life of curiosity and passion, there is a bit of Leonardo in all of us. Thank you.